guys, welcome to What You Need When You Need It, and this week you do need it, because we have a great conversation with Zagul Hussein, who came in to talk about graduate school, as well as a lot of other great topics. So, here we go. So, let's jump right in. Um, You're my first interview. Yeah. That's my best friend. That's my best friend. She finna. Oh. <laughs> so, Sego, what do you do on a day-to-day basis? Like, what's your job? What's your background like? Okay, cool. Um, I graduated from Washington State University. I'm currently a master's graduate student um, in comparative international development education um, at the University of Minnesota, and my part-time job is um, working with at-risk youth in Minneapolis public schools. Um, I work as an associate educator, so I basically work with um, students who have been um, identifying the system with poor academic progress, poor attendance, or poor behavior. Mm -hmm. And most of the time, these kids are just misunderstood, and so um, I come in there as a liaison, as another adult, and sometimes, most of the time, the, the kids end up connecting with me more, so... We make progress, we create goals together, and we move on from there in order to make them um, better adults eventually. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, that's actually very <laughs> awesome. Do you end up doing like a lot of service projects with them, or is it just like a regular schooling situation? Yeah, yeah I mean, the main thing is to make them uh, make sure that they're uh, getting caught up with their schoolwork because there was some type of, um, what's the word, uh, interruption in their education. So oh. that's where I come in. So I got to get them caught up. And not only do I get them caught up, I need to get them uh, more confident in their schoolwork and yeah. more motivated to continue school. So um, that's where I come in. Service projects and um, after-school activities tend to definitely be a, um, um, like a good thing, like an incentive for the students because, you know, when I play basketball with them or pick up a game with them, mm-hmm. they end up uh, listening to me more, especially when I put it in conceptualize the sport or whatever they like into something um, that I want them to actually do. So it's kind of like I trick them into liking what they do <laughs> or what they learn. Yeah. But at the same time, um, at the same time, I just want them to be more passionate about what they do. And it's nice to see them relate their life skills into the back to, into back to the classroom. So yeah, that's, that's really nice. Huh. So you at the same time you're going to grad school as well, right? Yeah, I'm at the same time I'm going to grad school. I'm going to grad school for educational policy. That's my interest. So um, how do pedagogy, classroom pedagogies and practices look, and how do we um, basically change it or improve um, classroom practices? Um, for all types of marginalized groups. Oh, wow. So, is it stressful being working a full-time job or a lot of hours at the same time as going to grad school and handling all of that stressful work? Do you feel like it's a little bit more to take on at this point in your life, or what's that like? Um, definitely it's a lot, but um, I kind of have to bite the bullet on that. Um, <laughs> Just I, I, I personally one of my um, personal uh, goals is always to stay busy mm-hmm. and to challenge myself in other ways. 
That is true. That's a good way to think. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I still get my beauty rest, though, so I have to, <laughs> <laughs> I have to make sure that's right. Uh, so I don't have bags <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you can't go out there looking like that. Uh-huh. But I know people say that that sleep is one of the most important things to keep your life balanced and all that. How do you feel that your sleeping schedule affects that? Affects your working and your mental capacity and all that? Oh, most definitely. I, I definitely notice tonight that I don't um, sleep well or enough. Um, I notice it because I'm more lazier to work or I'll get up lazy or um, I'll go late, <laughs> which is not um, <laughs> something that's recommended. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I definitely recommend, I definitely um, believe that sleep is very important. Um, we all have different sleeping patterns, so, but as long as you're making sure your body cooperates with the amount of sleep that you need mm-hmm. and you individualize your sleep in that way, um, then, then everything shall be all right. Um, I'm very, I'm very um, against textbook rules on sleeping habits. Like eight hours a day, five hours a day. But you know, six hours. Uh, I'm very against that because it, it doesn't work for everyone. I mean, that's true, yeah. There's some people who just live off of four hours a day or, like, there's this um, weird schedule where you sleep every two hours. You take, like, a mini nap, like a 20-minute nap every two hours or something like that. And people survive for years off of that. Wow. Do they they reach REM at all? Like, what is that? I don't think they do. They just do 20-minute naps throughout the day, and that's it. Uh, well, throughout the day and night. They never go for more than 20. Isn't that crazy? That's, that's, that's crazy, but that's also <laughs> playing games with God. I but, know. <laughs> I, I feel like I would go crazy. Like, let me trick you real quick. Yeah. And you start tricking the man upstairs, he's not going to like that. <laughs> <laughs> so I was looking at it. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they, they said it was like around, like you just take a lot of naps the whole day. But, yeah. No, that's that, that. I've never heard of that, but that's that's actually um, I, I can't try it because I'm the type of person if I take a nap, I will knock out four to five hours later. Yeah, I am the same <laughs> that, way. That's no longer nap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> Wait. Oh, I wanted to ask you about. I know, like, since we are such close friends, and then we moved all the way across the country from each other. How do you feel that yeah. friendships? survives like survive that kind of distance do you feel like you have to put in a certain effort or how do you navigate maintaining your friendships when you're so far apart Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would base that off of the situation between that friendship and 
how long they've known each other or what they've gone through, gone through and experienced with each other. You know, I, we went through college together. We've been through our worst study habits. We've been through our fun times, you know? So yeah. I know... I know you emotionally and all that good stuff. So it's, uh, it's and the other thing is that our goals are very similar as far as trying to make a career, make a woman out of ourselves, mm -hmm. get back to our communities and families. So um, birds of a feather flock together, you know. <laughs> yeah, and my mom says that too. That's someone. If, if that's something that you coincide with the other person, then that's something that you don't want to let go. That is true. Huh. Yeah. So we're always on iMessage. <laughs> <laughs> yes, our group chat is lit. <laughs> yeah, it's hella lit. I like my favorite thing is when I accidentally text our group chat when I met for another group chat. Mm -hmm. and you guys are like, Offended. Oh, are you cheating on it? Offended. <laughs> that is like that is betrayal. That's Man. Funny. So what would no, you that's funny. That's what would, a good question? <laughs> what would you tell uh, a person that's just entering college or is making a new or a big move to a new city in terms of how to make new friends and meet people and get involved? What What would your advice be? All at the same time, new college, new city. Um, either one or different. You could pick one. Okay. Well, for the new, for the new college kids, I will always say get involved early. Mm -hmm. I know I waited in my college career to get involved later. I think I waited towards the end of my freshman year or early sophomore year. But get involved socially, academically, do something. Um, and then you get to start connecting with people at the same time. And each year you grow with that. So don't be hesitant about growing. As far as a new city, um, mm -hmm. expand your horizons as far as um, get to know people and uh, go to random events. That. This is something I need to continue to work on, living in Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, definitely ex expand your horizons when it comes to, hey, like, oh, I heard about this event. Oh, cool. I'd love to go. And just go there. You sometimes meet people um, that you don't know. And you meet great friends, great people. So um, definitely recommend that. Okay, that's actually a good point. I decided this weekend that I would just buy a ticket and go to the TEDx conference. You know how they usually have those, um... Oh, I love those. Yeah, so apparently it's here in Seattle. So I decided I'm just oh, going to yeah. go by myself and go handle that and see oh, yeah, all of those people. Yeah. So that's a good point. Definitely. Make sure you get a... Uh, make sure you take a notebook, too. Oh, I've never yeah. my journal. I always keep my journal with me and a pen. Never... Always have a piece of paper and a, a pencil or a pen with you. Mm -hmm. um, you never know what you have to write down. You never know what idea pops in your head. So never neglect your mind of that. That is so true. I do the same thing. Definitely. And it, it doesn't work. It doesn't... I tried to... Let's say I didn't have a pencil or a pen or a paper at least. I didn't have any of that. And I tried to take notes on my phone. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have the same... It doesn't have the same exact effect. Yeah. So that's quite annoying. It's almost yeah, like so. you forget instantly oh, no. to even look back at that note later. It's like it exactly. disappears, it, yeah. It just becomes, exactly, it just, it just becomes a, a conglomerate of everything mm -hmm. that you've written, and you're just like, what did I ever write before? So, <laughs> um, so and it's kind of official as your signature, <laughs> Yeah. Your writing penmanship, so, I don't know, but that's, that's something, um, 
I definitely recommend always having a journal, you know? Mm-hmm. You can, like, hey, and you can write down phone numbers. Like, hey, phone oh, numbers. oh, yeah. Pull, run some game. Since you're so involved with all of these different things, how is the work life and friendship and like all of that balancing out? Do you have to make a conscious effort? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I definitely do. Hmm. Um, um, you're talking about work life and social life? Yeah, like how does everything meld together? Oh, yeah. Well, it doesn't. <laughs> 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 I'll tell you that. <laughs> you definitely have to pick and choose. Um, my thing has always been, I always handle my business first. So work in school, especially in school, because I'm paying for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> work, 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 you know, I could miss a day or leave but school is school and there's repercussions of that you know yeah but um but I always take care of my business once I take care of my business then um relationships friendships and all that comes in handy you know Mm -hmm. and I always make sure that I um I always take a break for myself and if I have to talk to my friends and if I need to and I make that time um you also prioritize your friends you know Mm -hmm. There, there are people, there's, there's, there are friends, and then there's family, and then your friends are our family, as well as acquaintances. acquaintances. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, if your friends and family need you at, the, at that moment, you have to make sure, you know, you have to kind of balance that at the same time and multitask. But if it's an acquaintance, then make sure you put that, you know, in the back burner. And, and address it or speak to that person whenever you get a chance. But mm-hmm. friends and family, I definitely recommend not neglecting them. However, you need to prioritize what's important and what's not. Yeah, that's definitely true. I've noticed that the more I get like into the work life, the more I have to consciously decide that hey, I haven't texted my friends in a in a couple of days. Like I should check in with them, uh-huh. see what's going on, and it, it's become a more conscious effort these days and I think that just it just tells you what's more like what's important in your life oh definitely Mm um I that's funny because I tweeted earlier and the only reason I have to tweet is I can kind of make it official it's really sad (laughs) (laughs) to remind myself yeah I'm gonna call all my friends who I owe a phone call to oh there are people in the past the past few weeks I was like I just have to write I mean I might delete it later you know (laughs) (laughs) I just had to make it official, but I remember that there's people I've called, like, oh, let me hit you up, or I, I owe you a phone call that I, I plan to call this weekend, and, and some of them are just to catch up, some of them are just to hear their voice. I know I'm calling one of my former teachers um, who works um, for uh, a government agency, just calling her this weekend mm-hmm. and talking to her and catching up, so I think those type of people, it's really important to not neglect them and and, 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 uh, and it's a blessing that we understand that, you know, you're really busy and they're busy themselves mm-hmm. to make that effort. So I'm really, I'm really looking forward to the phone calls this weekend. So I have to do that. Yeah. Okay. Actually, that makes me kind of want to do the same thing. There's a lot of people I haven't called in a while. Okay. But it's kind of sad that I have to tweet it. <laughs> no, it's, it's a good reminder. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because then you'll, you'll scroll over it, like, later tonight, and you'll see it, and you'll be like, oh, man, like, I already put this out there. I have to. <laughs> like, yeah. I need to do something about it, yeah. So that's a good way to keep yourself accountable. Definitely. You don't want people calling you out. Yeah. Oh my goodness, I love that song. Oh it's, been a it's so old. Yeah. Who's saying that? What's her name? Um, Tweet. <laughs> no, it wasn't, was it? The yeah. song? Swear. Tweet. Yeah, her name's Tweet. No, you're kidding. I'm going to have to look that up later. You should play that, like, right now. I can't because of the copyright laws or whatever. Oh, that's awkward. Yeah, I mean, apparently. I have to learn all of this stuff, by the way. Well, yeah. I know one of your questions was, um, what, what, was, what would be one thing that you wish you knew last year? Oh, time, I think. yeah, well, what's one thing that you wish you knew this time last year? Well, I would say self-care, like I told you before. Um, yeah. Self-care, wellness, and that's including working out, um, eating, like actually eating. Mm -hmm. Not just healthy, but, you know, sometimes I, like, I, I forget to eat, you know? Yeah, that and understanding that your body is your temple, and um, uh, understanding that you need to take care of it. Now, as far as emotions go, um, I feel I like don't know what I was on. Wait, what? <laughs> I don't know what I was on. I knew you were tripping. Something must have happened because you were like, "Let's talk about emotions." <laughs> I was I dying. Speaking, but emotional stability is very important. It is. And as women, I feel like we tend to forget about that. Definitely. And then so many other things get in the way of our like our day-to-day -day lives that we kind of forget to yeah. take care of things as they pop up, like emotions as they pop up. And we just shove them down yeah. for such a long time. And then one day you just blow up at somebody and they get so they're just so offended and like shocked. But yeah, right? we just have to be proactive about they probably, it. They probably deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> probably. <laughs> or they were in the wrong place at the wrong time. But I, I know I learned something about emotions I've learned recently, and it took me until I was twenty-three and something, hmm. aka last week, to <laughs> realize that um, it's okay to be emotional. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. Exactly. It does take a while. Yeah, I, think, I, I think it does take a long yeah. time because we're just surrounded by so many different people that we're always trying to find our place. 
and that means tuning down a lot of our personality traits and like our emotions and all of that but eventually you just get so comfortable with yourself that that just comes out and you're okay with it yeah yeah but then how are you how do you be like my thing is how can you still be emotional or vulnerable at least in a society that continues to screenshot you know? <laughs> oh, you're worried about getting caught up. Hell <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> oh man. Um that's that's a oh, problem. Well, it's, it's, well, it's just you think that has to do with It does. It it has to deal with not knowing how people are gonna accept how you feel or what you say and how they might react to to that, you know? So you're not sure whether or not... Huh? You don't even have to be emotional, honestly, to get caught up. Like, that is true. It just be like, hey. Yeah, <laughs> and then they put like, you on hey. blast. And then, <laughs> bet you, any team or man will be like, oh my God, I guess mm-hmm. I'm so-and-so mm-hmm. sexy. <laughs> Let me screenshot real quick. And it's just like, hey. It's just like, hey, you're too wise. That and is, ain't nobody yeah. knew what you were thinking. I mean, we all know what two Y's or anything more than one Y means. What does it mean? It's like, hey, stranger. Hey, stranger. You know what that means. That's the uh, same thing. Nope. Nope. If I ever, if I ever say hey, <laughs> I mean, typo or autocorrect messed me up. Oh, okay. All right. Blame <laughs> it on say, Siri. All right. Hey, <laughs> if, if, I, if I say hey, big head, yeah. now I'm talking. Oh, okay. I did not know that that was a there was a difference. Yes, there's a difference in my context. Man. So in uh, philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's that's philosophy. I like it. Now I know. Oh yeah, I was okay. So earlier today, I was listening to that song "Love on the Brain" by Rihanna. Have you heard that? Yes! Oh my goodness! I, I felt some type of way. I was driving home and I was like, girl, you might have to pull over because this song was amazing. Why you... Uh, who, who's loving on the brain? Oh, no, 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 no. I was just leading up to this. Like, I was going to ask you, what song are you currently obsessed with? <laughs> oh my god. I think I sent it to you last week. Was it the um it's, the uh, reggae one? Yes, it's by um what's the child's name? I forgot his name, but he sings control as well. Yeah, he sings control, yes. and then he sings. Uh, but I, I like uh, his control song is good. It was but good, I yeah. Really like, what was it? Malik Berry? Yes, that's his name. I like Malik Berry. Let me know. Oh my God, I sing that song as if I was in love before. <laughs> It's really good. Like, I was surprised when you said that over. I had to listen to it, and I found myself, like, dancing in my house. It was, yeah, yeah no, it was I, good. I was like, no, but I think the thing is, that song gets to me, because it's like, people are, like, I'm probably overanalyzing, but I feel like that song gets to me, because people aren't direct anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. And granted, he's a, a reggae magician, and I'm sure he's African or Jamaican, you know, African men and Jamaican men, they just be 
singing heartstrings to the, to, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Uh, heartstrings to women's hearts, you know, and then they'd be breaking them. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest lie. I feel like that's such a man. Ruthless. Goodness. <laughs> what? No, but I, I know what you mean, yeah. Yeah, so I feel like the biggest lie I That is horrible. They say honestly they say the only man that could ever pass a life to death is African man. Wait, who said that? Oh I said that. Oh my goodness. I can see it though, I can see it. No, but um No, I do like that. Yeah, he's really good. I was surprised. He's just kind of speaking on that in his experience. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Might have to check yeah. that out. Yeah. No, it's, it's kind of cool. And it's kind of emotional for Future, too. I think Sierra messed him up. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure he, she messed him up? I think they were just not uh, good for each other, both of them, so. No, I feel like her, her marriage, I mean, I'm happy for her, but I feel like her marriage rebuttal. Hmm really messed him up because if you go on a drink oh. um sweet 16 or what's it called summer 16 yeah i think it's summer 16 summer, yeah. summer 16 tour and yeah. you look at all the times that features supposed to go there it says future cancel 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 oh really exactly so yeah why do you cancel google oh wow I'm, i did not realize that yeah i'm telling you he's probably just going yeah, he's going through it. It's okay. <laughs> Everybody yeah, does. Okay. Yeah. Who isn't going through it? Oh, okay. I have a quick question. Yeah. If you were to meet <laughs> someone right now that asked you for your words to live by, what would you say? Um. Wow, that's hard. 
what, can I get a moment for that? Oh, yeah, take, <laughs> take all the time you want. Okay, um, well. <laughs> Don't say live fast, die young. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say, um, the only way to do hmm. great things mm -hmm. is to love what you do. And the way you do it. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I stole that and plagiarized it from somewhere, thing that's just not spoken about in the African community like mental disabilities or reading disabilities I feel like that's just something that's not part of how we are raised like how our parents speak to us raising us all of that kind of stuff they just they tell you that you're capable of anything you know but oh, yeah. They, yeah there's just a little gray area there that they never talk to their kids about yeah, definitely. And, and yeah, like with um with mental um, mental illnesses and all those things, um, they exist. They're, you know, they're not. Um, they're, it's not that they're not there, but we don't talk about it enough. I definitely agree on that. I just feel like if we did, then we'll be more comfortable addressing it. Mm hmm. I definitely um, agree. I feel like what I feel like white people are the only ones that address it somewhat. Oh yeah, like it, uh, it's it's more open, yeah. not all the way, exactly. but it's it's slightly better than what we are doing currently. Yeah. yeah. Well, because I went from I had a huge transformation in college where when I was coming in, my mentality of mental illness was first of all I don't speak on it because I never did. I I don't connect with it. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. But then I noticed a lot of things, and then there was an incident with um, the suicide, you know? Yeah. You remember that? Yeah, I do. Um, uh, yeah, and then with that, and that was someone we were close to, so I was taken back. And then that's something else. And all that person may have needed, may she rest in peace, that she needed was maybe someone to talk to. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. 
And um, I went from, before that, even way before that, I went from not understanding, like, I don't understand how you could take your life, but to now know there are things that, well, there are things that lead people to this last, strong you know, gesture. Yeah. And, and the last straw. And, and it's basically, it's a straw that broke the, you know, camel's back, do they say that? Yeah, <laughs> that's and, what they said. Um, <laughs> so I'm like that. So uh, what led into my journey? What led this individual to do that? Mm-hmm. You know, were there other precautions or uh, tactics or strategies we could have done in order to stop that? You know, you never know. But uh, those are things I'm interested in. I went from not knowing anything to trying to learn and understand it. Yeah, I think that's the most important thing, like wanting to learn. That, yeah. Yeah, that's the difference. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Definitely. So, uh, yeah, I kind of wonder if, if our communities talked about it, would we see it more? Or uh, would we see less of it, you know? Yeah. Or would people be comfortable with it? So I'm not sure. It's kind of like, what came first, the, the egg or the chicken, you know? <laughs> the egg or the yeah, that is true. Yeah, I think talking about it definitely creates a safe space for people so that they know, yeah, you're not the only person in the world that's going through this and there's things that we could do and steps that we could take to make it easier and make yeah. life better. So yeah. I think talking about it is a good first step, definitely. Almost that. Yeah. So... Working on your thesis, I know you did. You were part of the McNair program. Do you oh, feel? Yeah. Do you feel like it pre, it kind of prepared you for grad school, or how? What's the difference between McNair and actually jumping in and doing the actual thesis? Okay, so um, I did. So I did McNair briefly. Mm-hmm. Um, so it did prepare me as far as um, being, giving me the confidence to pursue um, uh, doctoral studies and graduate studies overall. Um, the thing where I did my thesis, my undergrad, was through my honors college, and most definitely because my thesis under, uh, undergrad was a literature review mm-hmm. and looking at the research and breaking it down from there and figuring out quantitative versus qualitative and what I'm getting to use. So definitely being able to write academic writing has definitely prepared me. And actually when I was applying to my graduate program, I submitted um, my my actual honors thesis and they liked it, you know? Oh, wow, well, yeah. And so um, they, thought they, they were impressed because, you know, it's very rare to have an undergrad student um, have a thesis available for you, you know, or as his or her sample of writing, that's mm-hmm. impressive. Yeah, and that's and a big thing. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, academic writing definitely prepared me. Like, I'm not going to look at a literature review or any type of academic writing thing. What on earth is this? Like, it's not <laughs> shocking to me. Yeah. Um, but um, it's, very, it's a very tedious process. It takes, I know I'm going to do the bulk of my master's thesis over winter break, so... Um, I'm I'm not looking forward to that. <laughs> so, uh, but it, it definitely it definitely prepared me in that matter. And what McNair did for me, in actuality, is that it gave me the confidence to pursue such programs and to be in academia and to continue doing that. I think my 
personal experiences with McNair, I watched him state what weren't the best circumstances. Mm-hmm. I would have changed many things, and I think that program needs to be reevaluated at that site, mm-hmm. in my personal opinion. But, um, yeah, like shade, <laughs> at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, uh, it's a great program. I think a lot of students, especially African-American or students of color definitely benefit from the program since it's founding principles were on making sure students of color are pursuing, especially black students, because McNair, Ronald E. McNair was black, or is, you know, yeah. and, and um, making sure that they're pursuing higher degrees because we are and continue to be a minority in this, you know what I'm saying, higher education. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But, yeah. I know, I love it. <laughs> it's actually one of the, the things I admire about you most because you know your field, like you you actually love it. So I like that. Yeah, yeah. Man. Yeah, definitely. And that's the thing about grad school. You better love what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't want to waste all that money for what? You're just sitting there. Making yeah. yourself miserable. Yeah. Yeah, and the people, it's like, I don't know, you got to be passionate about, um, I just remember um, in undergrad, my 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 uh, classmates, what they would complain of, like, why am I here? <laughs> like, you know, yeah. when it's in grad school, they don't say that, they'll just say, oh, I'm just tired, they're here, but it's like, oh, I'm just tired, and with grad school, you only have one, for that, uh, let's say I'm taking three classes, mm-hmm. each class meets once a week. Wow. For two to four hours, depending on the class. Ooh, that is a long class, so, though. Yeah, so two to four hours. I think my, I need three hours for each of my classes uh, every evening. But um, four hours is usually people at lab. So, like, if you were to pursue graduate school, you'll probably have a lab or two. Mm-hmm. And, and you'll probably have a four-hour class, unsurprisingly. Hmm. Um, so, so yeah, so, but that's the nice thing about um, graduate school. It's like the rest of the week you're off. <laughs> that is very and nice. Yeah, so you have, you have time to work yeah, and do all of that. Writing. Yeah. Most definitely. You have writing and everything. But yeah, you, you don't meet every day. And I think in, in grad school, if we were to meet every day, that would be extremely annoying <laughs> <laughs> and very hard. <laughs> oh. Well, I I would actually I'm considering doing grad school at the moment, but I I'm just not sure. Working ten hour days is no joke. That is the problem. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, so it's not. You probably have to cut back. I would. I definitely would. The other guy that's working, well, the other electrical engineer is currently going to grad school, and he's had to cut back his hours as well. But he also works from home, so he's just kind of trying to balance it all out and the great thing about my my company is that they're really open to you pursuing higher education and yeah just getting better as an individual so i might do it that's awesome yeah that's awesome you could you could also apply to a program and just do one class a semester oh yeah or just do them online because that's what he's doing too oh yeah yeah you could do that too i don't know i think i think you should do it more money too that's not all about the money <laughs> yeah, that is true. It is more money. It is. Yeah. Now, I'll be like, if you ain't talking, you ain't 
money. I don't want to talk. <laughs> that was one of my favorite uh, videos of last year, or earlier this year. Oh, what was it? Uh, if you ain't talking money, I don't want to talk. <laughs> that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. I that one. <laughs> uh, you know what video is my favorite right now? The chicken. Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. It's hilarious. Hey, did, you, did you see my picture on Facebook? No, but I saw your video on Snapchat. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. Uh, I was doing it. Yeah, it was dope. how many people sliding my DMs? You got out of the car to dance to this, man. Why you hate it? <laughs> no, it was, it was hilarious. Uh-huh. My inbox was full after that. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Thank you for the opportunity. That's right. No, I'm so glad you said you would do this. Thank you. Okay, so that was it. I know. Lots of great stuff in there. So, this has been... Lydia Champole with W-Y-N-W-Y-N-I. That's what you need when you need it. So please subscribe so that next Friday's episode can be in your phone when you wake up. And we're also available on Google Play, TuneIn Radio, as well as Stitcher, and a few other places. So just look for us and we are there. Have a good one. Till next time.